Greetings and welcome to the Synaptic Empire Radio. This is transmission number 117. Live from obviously the Nashville Rock and Pod Expo 2 for 2018. It is uh, quite a scene here. It's just 11 o'clock and doors are just opening uh, for the expo. We've already had somebody walk in in a... in 11 face paint and if you're wondering who 11 is go back and listen to a couple of uh, shows ago and uh, that will it was Vinnie Vincent <laughs> I'll just I said I wouldn't mention his name again but there we go uh, so if you if you're familiar with what all's gone on between Vinnie Vincent and the Rock and Pod Expo 2 uh, this past year then uh, it makes it a uh, pretty funny anyway there's tons of podcasters here there's tons of uh, vendors and and it's a it's a hustle and bustle and much larger. I would say it's at least double the size this year that it was last year. So it bodes well for the future of Rock and Pod Expo. I'm going to be talking to people all throughout the day, and it looks like we're getting ready to start our first panel. So I'm going to wrap up here, but I will be talking to people all throughout the day, and and it's exciting. There's a lot of people here just uh, excited about rock and, and uh, podcasting and all that. So, I will uh, talk to everybody here in just a little bit. Joey's worried about levels here at uh, Rock and Pod Expo 2. Are you official producer? He is an official producer. Like we, we talk about him on every show. Every single show. There's always some sort of reference to Joey on every show. Because he takes my $7 worth of uh, material I give him. Right. Every time. Yeah. He turns it into like a 1000 I like it. I like it. It's I, a million. Really a million. I wouldn't I wouldn't give my... I mean, I'll give it like a five-star show, but I'm not going to okay. give it a million-dollar show. Okay. How did I, you I end have, up with a, a name tag? Uh, like a, uh, a, a nameplate here on the table. Like, we didn't get yeah. one of those. In case you're wondering... And I, and I might be a little salty about it. Oh. In case you're wondering, Craig from Pods and Saws is hey. here with me. Oh, yeah. We're recording, and this is all going to be in it. Oh, wait. All that was live? This is all going to be live. Wait. What are, the, what are the Baco and, and Loose Cannon heads doing behind there? I got them to make special prints because somebody stole mine from my table. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. It's was, it was a hot commodity. Yeah, I'll say. It's a hot commodity. What's been happening? How's, how's the last year been for, uh, for Pods and Sods? Last year's been good. Eric's been carrying it with interviews, and I've been... Uh, taking a break to the point where I'm doing maybe uh, one episode a month. Right. But I try to pack a lot into that one episode. Dude, you sound about like me. I'm, uh, I've been actually a little more consistent here lately, but uh, and life. This, people don't understand that these are actually time-consuming to put together. And, and we, we haven't figured out how to make a living from this yet. 
Not until yet. that happens. I'm threatening to do a Patreon page. Uh, are you? Threatening. It's it's worked very well for some podcasters that I, I know. listen to. <laughs> some that I listen to as well. Yeah. Uh, and so that's a that's a hint. Yes. That's a hint, friends of uh, the Synaptic Empire. So there yeah, you go. I, I took some time off to work on a book, so that's kind of my priority right now. Right on. What uh what is the subject matter of your book? Uh, it's a book on the monkeys. Right on. Uh, and it is a, an obsessive sort of discography to uh, ridiculous levels of detail that nobody really asked for. <laughs> I was with a friend last night. And I was That's describing awesome, it. Though. I was describing it to him, and I was like, I want somebody to crack this open and just be so offended at the level of detail that is completely not necessary that they're like, what, what the hell is this? Right. And I'll be happy. Offended by detail. It's, it's detail nobody needs. That should be the title. The title the is mixing links, but I like this as a. I like this, this is like a, like a, a yeah, a yeah. Subtitle. I'll totally do that. I, I want a credit for I'll, that, by the way. I'll add you in. Yes, I like that. You know, I was supposed to see the monkeys once back uh, when they did the original first '86 oh, yeah, first reunion. 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 I have a shirt. It's like the one of the only shirts that I have for a show that I didn't go to. Really? Yeah. So I'm kind of ashamed right now saying that because <laughs> I always figured never saw them. I never got to never. see them. Never got to see him, so yeah. but that's cool. So what else is going on? Uh, it, it's it's been a uh, it's been a fun trip here. Looking forward to uh, reconnecting with everybody in front of the mics, right? And uh, you know, having uh, you know, make sure you stop by uh, our table over there and say hello. I certainly will. Um, I certainly will. Just now you guys are you guys are out of where? Uh, right, right outside Philly. Right outside Philly. So this yeah. is a little bit of a trek for y'all, yeah, just like bit. it is for a little bit. I'm familiar us. with Nashville, though. I have I have a musician friend that lives here, that whose music I'm slightly obsessed with. So I used <laughs> to come here a couple times a year, right? And be creepy, because uh, I, I think that that's kind of maybe one thing that all of us have in common. If we weren't slightly We're obsessive about this sort of thing, right? Why would we be documenting it like we do? Right. Very true. Yeah. Very very true. Yeah. Craig, I don't want to cast aspersions, but you know, sure, there's sure. a level of, of creepy. Let's admit it. That's a way to put it. Yeah, right. That's a way to put it. Yes, I wouldn't have put it that way, but you know, sure. Hey, call a spade a spade. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You can play one song, Craig. What do you want to play? Oh, one song. Well, we were talking about the monkeys. Sure. Uh, do you want to? You want to tie in? Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's go with a uh, with a monkey song that's. Uh, from the, the last album uh, called uh, Birth of an Accidental Hipster. Okay. Sounds good. It, it's great. It's 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 the, the song that jumps out off that record for me. Awesome. Craig? Ben Smith's voice sounds like it could have been recorded in 68. It's perfect. Wow. Yeah. That's, a, that's a glowing review. You're going to listen to it, you're going to be like, Jesus Christ, if I could have gone to that 1986 show, right. I would have loved it. Right. I don't think... I don't think Nesmith was on this. He wasn't. He wasn't. But I would have pretended. Exactly. <laughs> Craig, it's a pleasure. Pleasure. Thank you for dropping pleasure by. Pleasure is mine. Thank you. And, Thank you for uh, having me on. Absolutely. We will, uh, we will see you again soon. Perfect. <laughs> Thanks.
Captain Pod Expo 2. Here we are, 2018. John Lamoureux, what's happening? Uh, nothing much. I just finished hosting my panel, so I'm relieved, and I can now relax for the rest of the day. There you go. So the bar's right over there. Yes. And, uh, I it's don't a good drink. thing we got to you before you didn't drink anything <laughs> at the bar. I know, I dropped that, that on you. Don't you. Yeah. I don't drink, but I, I uh, do consume a lot of Coca-Cola. Yeah? So. I believe you're waiting on a Big Red right now. Yes. So, I, I mean, saw that you guys have Big Red here. It takes me back to my childhood. I'm hoping somebody will bring me one. Exactly. I got you. That's what Nola's doing today. She brought me a... Uh, she ran over to Third Man and picked me up a copy of the new Sleep 12-inch this morning. Oh, uh, nice. So, You're Nola Haney. Yes. Now I know who you are. Okay. That's what we do here. We connect, connect people. Okay. Yeah, I see your name. Rocket, so you are you have the, the Hustle podcast. I do, yeah. Tell, have tell you ever us. listened to it? I have tried. You know what? I've tried right after I'm you came on. i if you don't. Okay. No, no. Actually, I tried. I couldn't find it on uh, on iTunes. Oh. I had a difficult time finding it. I think you have to. Boy, that's frustrating. I think this you was, have to This was a while back, right? Right yeah. as it came out, I was like... So I was trying to add it to my uh, my app, okay. so I could listen to it. Okay. I know I've liked it on on Facebook. Yeah, so I absolutely. see your yeah. I see your stuff. But I think um, you have to type the hustle because I think there's other things that have hustle in the title. So but anyway, boy, if anyone has a hard time finding it, come to me and I'll help you. Again, this was like right after uh, you came on. So I mean. Things could change. Yeah, I went, oh, cool, and failed once, and then didn't. Yeah, that happens a lot. Because that's Thank you know, you. my way to do things. Sure, understood. <laughs> but by the end of the day, I'll be sub- subscribed. That's well, that for would, sure. I would, once I can get to Wi-Fi, that's gonna it's okay. gonna work. Gonna work for me. Tell uh, tell friends of the Synaptic Empire. Tell us about the Hustle Podcast. What do you do? Yeah, so uh, we've been going for about three and a half years, and the thing that I'm most interested in telling is how do you maintain a career in music over the long haul? How do you pay your bills? Right. So if you had a hit in 1984, how do you live off that hit today? Now, it's not entirely that, because that's you can't just come right out and say, hey, buddy, how much money do you make? <laughs> but I only really reach, I'm a big music lover, and I like all genres and decades and styles. And so I reach out to people that I think might have an interesting story. And so sure. I think of it in terms of, like, this is your life mixed with where are they now, you know? And I don't know that... Sometimes we talk to big name people, sometimes we talk to people who are more obscure. They had one album in 1978, that was it, you know? Right. And uh, and so I want them to know that what they did matters to me, matters to somebody, in case they ever wonder or get frustrated that I tried to be a rock star and it didn't happen. I want them to know, hey, I love you, and right. I cared enough about you to do this research and to bring you on it's kind of the great thing about music is that regardless of, of trends, the art will always be there. Yes. You know, and somebody is always out there to appreciate that art. Yeah. No matter what's uh, what's hot. And, That's right. And everything like that. That one so, album is floating around there, out there in YouTube land somewhere. Exactly. Find it. Let it hit you. Let it mean something to you. You know. It's Anything great. you haven't heard is a new music. Is yes. New music. Very so, true. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Uh, I like yeah. that philosophy. That's it. Gotcha. What a okay. So, has there been anything that's grabbed your interest in the last few, like a couple of years, that like you had never listened to? Well, no, new music, older music that you've discovered. Uh, um, anything like you know? Because it's funny. I go through spurts where 
um, like if I if there's somebody who's going to be on my show, then I really try to deep dive everything they've ever done before I talk to them. Right. And but then what happens is once I've interviewed them, I'm a little burnt out, you know. Sure. Because I just went deep on everything they do. So it's kind of a mood thing. Like we recently had on a series of uh, '80s kind of pop new wave groups. We had the Alarm, Wang Chung, Frankie Goes to Hollywood, The Outfield, Simply Red. And after doing that, I was like, okay, I've had enough 80s pop for now. Right. And so the month of September is mostly Yacht Rock and 70s. Right. But how, how old are you, if I can ask? Yes, I just turned 45 a couple of okay. months ago. All right. So probably yeah. 80s stuff is probably right yes. right there on your that's cusp right there your real house. Yeah, the hot spot. Because that's all, I mean, yeah, I would... I would love to get to meet uh, Mike Peters of the Alarm. I love, I, uh, well, love the I Alarm. interviewed their bass player recently, Mike, right. Mike, uh, Eddie McDonald, and it was great. And it, I'm really lucky because when I talk to people who are no longer in bands, I always worry that the fan base of that band won't know that these interviews are out there because the guy, Mike right. Peters, is the one manning what information gets sure. out. And making your and remastering strength for no reason. Right. And so he may not want the world to know that Eddie McDonald did an interview. Right. But luckily the fans grabbed a hold of that one and it really kind of went viral within the alarm fan community. I'm so glad. So I may be that sparked somebody coming to me saying, Hey, I may be able to set up an interview with you and Mike. Right. To sort of talk about why are you not reuniting the band more often. Sure. And uh, I'm still hoping that happens. Right. I missed, uh, back in 90, 91, 92, I missed an interview at KTCU with Dave Sharp by about 25 minutes. Oh. Yeah, like three oh. cell phone days. Yeah. You know, I got back to my house and got, had a... It happens. I had a message, hey, get up here. And I yeah. lived like 20 minutes away, so... Uh, yeah, they were a great band. I got to see him once. Really? Because, yeah, I saw him once on... Uh, I believe it was it was raw. I saw them on raw. No way. And they're fantastic. Yeah, I've only seen them. I've only seen Mike. Right. You know, do his thing a few times. I never saw them back in the day. Right. Yeah. yeah that's a really cool. Yeah, I love. I love that band. I just found a copy of Declaration on CD the other day. Nice. I was like, oh, cool. Great album. Yeah. Not not remastered. So yeah. I was happier about that. Cool. Exactly, man. Well, cool. If uh, if you're not hip to the Hustle podcast, you need to get to. You should be. I, I will be. I will be after today. I swear to God. That's okay. At I least, at least, at least, go on to Facebook and give him the like. Do I have, that. I've at least gotten that far. Well, look, we all have busy <laughs> lives. I mean, how many podcasts are in this room? A lot. And a you lot. know what? And I like to. I like to thank everybody every time, saying thank you so much because you have so many listening options. If you're listening. Thank you so much. I know. Um, you have so many things vying for your attention. Yeah. So I don't blame anyone if they don't listen to my podcast. But I want I just, to. Well, thank you. Thank I you. want to. I need I need new podcasts. Because like every once in a while I find myself whittling down to like two. Do you listen to them at regular speed? I do. I do. <laughs> my I phone can't do less than like two and a half. Every once in a while my phone will hit a in my leg while I'm walking because uh-huh. that's where I've got my uh, sure. as I'm listening and it'll hit that like 1.5 and I'm like what's the matter with the oh crap I gotta change it because uh, I, can't, I can't do it I can't listen to the I don't know how anyone listens to podcasts at regular speed I'm at 2 at two and a half, three x always hustling what does that mean always hustling like 
Oh, hustling is, through. Yes, yeah. you're right. I'm hustling through my there podcast. Go. Good point. I can't, go. There's I've a nice tie-in. I've listened to. My, thank you, Joey, for dropping that. It's gonna be the Jackie Martin. Later. Yes. I uh, whenever I go back and listen to my episodes at regular speed, uh-huh. I'm amazed anyone listens to me. Right. It's awful. I don't know how you guys do it. And so you speed it up to two and three times. Everyone sounds really, you know, like they got a, bit, a good repartee going on. Yes, like how easy and seamless this conversation is. You slow it down to normal and you realize that's not real. But anyway, I don't know how you guys do it. Do we want to talk, Joey, about Smashing Pumpkins for a second? Well, we'll do that on my show. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right. Joey, Joey will get his own little bit of time. Okay, we'll do that later. Rockin' man, you can pick one song to play. What do you want to play? Um, there is no format. On this okay. No format. Yeah, there's. Well, my favorite song of all time is "As" by Stevie Wonder. All right. Off "As" by Stevie Wonder. Life. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. I have a I have a really long story about that that I just told yesterday. It's not it's not my own it's not my own story. Tell it. Tell it. It's not my own. Tell it. So uh, it's a recent story. Too. Uh, an acquaintance buddy of mine by the name of Arjuna. He plays uh, he plays drums now for the Reverend Horton Heath. He uh, went into a dr- uh, uh, an instrument shop just uh, a couple weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, in Dallas, and it just happened that Stevie Wonder was in town. So they uh, he goes up to his manager and he's like, you know, is there? If I believe, if I'm telling the story correctly, he got the okay to go up and, and talk to Stevie Wonder. And he, so he goes up and he chats with him, and he had just seen a couple of years ago the Songs in the Key of Life tour that he did. And he was telling uh, telling Stevie about it, you know, how wonderful it was. And Stevie's like, well, I'm about to start my, my Vegas residency. Come out any time. And so Arjun is just like, okay, cool, that sounds good. And, you know, his manager gives him his card. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, he's like, he, like, wakes up one Friday, and he's like, screw it. He gives the manager a call, and he's like, cool, you're all set up. He hops on a flight, flies out to LA or oh. to Vegas, goes to the show, gets fu- fully hooked up. Tickets, like beautiful tickets, backstage passes. He's got pictures of him and Stevie chatting afterwards. No way. And he was just like, man, he was like, sometimes when people do, like, are, like they're being serious. They're yeah. like, give me a call. Please do this. And, you, and we all take that for granted. We Especially all take a that. famous person who sure. must know a million people. Exactly. So I was like, uh, I was like, wow. You know, I'm just sitting there reading it on my Facebook. Like, wow. Dude, I'm one degree of separation from Stevie Wonder now. Good for you, and good for him. <laughs> if I can, if lot. I can make Stevie it about myself. I'm glad to know he was there. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, John, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thanks Great to meet you. You too. And uh, yeah, we will talk to you soon.
that. So Synaptic Empire, how's that going? Synaptic Empire, oh, you know, it's picking up. Yeah. It's picking up, you know. It takes time. Like, uh, it is. Uh, if you heard the, the show last year, uh, Randy Hall from That Dandy Classic Music Hour is with me again. Because oh, over here, snap. over here on at the Synaptic Empire, it's yeah. not a no Randy's club. We can have right. more than one. Right. And right. Uh, me, you know, I discriminate. You one, really do. I'm I'm kind of like a, a dick like that. Am I allowed to use dictator? You're a dictator. I'm a dictator. A Am I allowed to use coarse language on the show? Randy? Usually not. RB. But I do. I do. Uh, I do appreciate that you called it coarse language. <laughs> uh, I try. That's a that's a couth way of saying it. <laughs> I appreciate. That. I say I say a lot of swear words. <laughs> I speak with swears. No, but uh, I follow you on Facebook, actually. You're always going to cool concerts and events. Thank you. I try to. I think that everything I go to is good. I would hope so, because cool. you're paying damn good money to do it. Oh, yeah. I just use some coarse language. Right? Well, does Joey's going to have to edit that out. Joey. Oh, does Joey edit your show, too? Oh, Joey, yeah. He's, he takes my $7 worth of uh, material and turns it into a million. Are you serious? I knew you and Joey were affiliated with one another. I didn't realize the uh, relationship that you had fostered with him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Joey actually is the one who talked me into uh, doing a show. Really? Yeah, like six years ago. Are you guys like lifelong friends? uh, We've got mutual friends. That's uh, good. So I just kind of met through uh, our our buddy Chris, who's been on both of our shows. Chris Bogan. How many shows have you guys got at this rate? Uh, on the network? No, for Synaptic Empire. The Synaptic Empire, this will be show number 117. Oh, wow, that's so, a lot of shows. That's pretty, that's, that's impressive. And forgive me if I sound like like, uh, like a novice. You're fine. What, what is it about the Synaptic Empire that differentiates you guys from all the other great rock podcasts out there, like that Danny Classic Music Hour? <laughs> uh, it, it's probably my impeccable taste. Like, oh, you know, yeah. That's what I would say. I, you know, Not that you don't have impeccable taste. You know, but, you know your a, taste a, is your taste, a, and my taste is my taste. That's a trait of Randy's. I, so, I, take that, I take that at face value. Right. So you say you have, you still got a life's in the way, but you still have, what, three and a half years worth of shows? Yeah, so if, if you like album reviews track by track by two guys who've been lifelong friends, I'm Randy of the Dandy Equation, and my buddy Dan Menard. He's the Dan of Dandy. Right. Um, we get together and we try to keep it to an hour. That's why it's called Music Hour. And uh, we talk about... discipline, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, he, <laughs> he does the hard work. <laughs> sure. We, we do all genres. The, right. The qualification is that it's good music. So just to give you a teaser... Yeah, thank you. So, to, <laughs> to give you... Just a spoiler alert... My number one song was Incident on 57th Street. Okay. Now, if you want to hear my other nine, you got to go to Ooh. that Dandy Classic Music Spoiler. Hour and Spoiler. find out what, hear what the countdown what other, is to that number one. What other nine? And, and Dan and another dude named Josh also give their top tens. Right. So, so you, get 30, you get 30 Springsteen selections. On that show, yes. I feel like I'm just yeah. riffing here, but, you know. Well, no, I mean, hey, man, we can talk about whatever we want. He's like, he's uh, like, it's free. It's on the air. This is, this is free. You are getting free entertainment. So, you know, I've got, you know, I have Spotify, and I use it strictly, basically, as a 
more like a preview tool for the most uh, part. Yes. Um, I'm not usually a big preview person, but so many records come out now, and I've got so I have such a varied. It's like interest. opportunity cost, right? Yeah. So I need to. I gotta try to you know figure out, and I try to try to keep everything fairly somewhat current, at least like two to three songs per show. Yeah. Okay. Something something newer. Um, but yeah, man, I don't. Those records that I haven't bought and that yeah. I don't own a physical copy of, I feel absolutely no commitment to it. All I, yeah. I mean, literally, all I have to do is unsave it. It's a life it's principle gone. that you, if you don't, if you don't pay for something, you don't value it the same. Yeah, exactly. I and mean, it's, uh, it just makes sense. Right. No. It's like I'll I got it for free. So how much? How good can it be? Right. I buy a lot of damn music, Randy. <laughs> well, like, we'll say, like, back like, in the day, like, did you ever work at a radio station or something? Because oh, yeah. you seem like the type who would have. I've done that. I've done, uh, I did music distribution. I've done, oh, wow. I've done a little bit of everything except for I've never run sound and I've never uh, uh, been in a band. Yet. But I've done. You're only 48. I owned a, I owned a record store. I, uh, I've done. Damn, you owned a record store? Yeah, at 23. So, oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah. What I, what I wish I knew then, what I know now. I wish my tastes then were what I thought they were. Yeah. I mean, you were, I mean, you were, 20, you were young yeah. 20, so. Yeah. I mean, that was ha- literally over half my life ago. That's, uh, that's like a, uh, that's a formative time when you're forming that stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, what, it, was, it was pretty much grunge and, and like AMREP sub-pop or nothing. So like, uh, were you the were you the dude like John Cusack in High Fidelity? I was more the John Cusack. I never really cared for the Jack Black guy. Yeah, or the, the I other. I like him in the movie, but like knowing that person in real life, you're like, really super judgy. Yeah, yeah overly super judgy. Now I went through <laughs> I went through that in, in like at eighteen. My yeah. first ever music job. My first ever uh, working at Hastings. I, I remember being fairly cocky in that job you know I was 18 but you got your fair share of free music through all of that like you probably didn't even pay for an album for 10 years I've gotten a lot of or a concert ticket yeah dude yeah it's a it's a very spoiling thing I I ran my college radio station so I mean I got tons of free stuff yeah and like I, I value some of it but like if it was it was a short leash Sure. If, if you know, if it didn't grab you in the first song, or maybe you might not even get a whole song. You might get a minute. Right. It's like if it didn't grab you in the first minute or first song, next. I can't. I don't listen. I don't listen like that. It just that's just not the way things work. Because I have to. Like when I worked, I worked for Blockbuster Music whenever we had the listening Wow, post. that was around for like a year and a half or something yeah. here. Well, I'm from Detroit. With the uh, with the listening post where you could open anything you wanted to and listen to anything that you wanted to. Yes. I'm not that guy. If I, like, some of my favorite records I hated on initial listening. Yeah, how many people, now you worked at Blockbuster Music. Yeah. How many people went in there, listened to this stuff, and then went across the street or wherever to Best Buy to actually buy it? Our store people just, uh, oh, cool, I dig that, and then stole it. Oh, wow. So even, that, no, yeah. one, no wonder it didn't last. Yeah, they would they would steal. That place got robbed blind. That's nuts. We would we would be doing inventory at the end of a week on, like, certain big titles. And you're like, oh, cool, we got 200 copies in. 
We've sold 96, and we have 20. But what happened? What happened to the rest of Pearl Jam versus people? Exactly. I know what's in here. No, you got, yeah. The reason I remember Blockbuster music somewhat vividly is the Rolling Stones did a, a huge re-release around 94. Right. And I, the only place I could find black and blue of all albums right. was at Blockbuster Music. Oh, wow. So I had to go to Blockbuster Music to buy that for some reason. Right. Because, like, Harmony House didn't have... Like, they'd have Exile on Main Street, Sticky Fingers, and yeah. all the other 70s Stones albums, but none of them... Freaking had black and blue. Yeah. But anyway, I hear you, man. No, some man. I know sometimes the, the reissue game can be, uh, be you know, not to use sticky fingers, but sticky. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> He's like, it's appropriate. Why so, not say it? So tell me, what is what is in the future for that dandy classic music album? Uh, are, are a lot gonna, of inactivity. Are you no. gonna? <laughs> are we gonna see y'all y'all back on? Uh, well, uh, so quote on air soon, or we're gonna do a Rocket Pod episode. It'll be released maybe by the time you hear this. Hey, there uh, you go. But uh, I'm my wife's pregnant with a third child. It's gonna be a girl. Congratulations. Due in November. Thank you. I have a, a almost six year old and an almost three year old, both boys. And I believe I saw the whole tribe. The last whole crew. Year, yeah. But yeah, they uh, all that to say. Uh, so busy and dan my buddy he's trying he's a musician so right he's out playing a lot trying to sell his songs to, to other musicians right so we are in a place right now where free time that coincides with the two of us is Very scant little. yeah i understand that's where we're at unfortunately i understand well there's three and a half years worth of worth of uh Episodes yes. to go listen to. You like all go back and listen to them. If you like a band, I'm, artist, or genre, there should be something for you to listen to. I am so. sure that's a, that's enough free entertainment for you there for a while. You keep you keep you on your toes for a minute. I appreciate <laughs> it, Randy Brown. No, thank you. Get to play a song. What do you want to play? Anything on earth. Whatever. I mean, you know, as long as it's accessible, not like you know. Not, as long as it's not you, a demo that you. As long as it's not Dan Medard. But okay, if I can pick any song, I'm gonna pick. Uh, let's do. Can I? Do, do people here pick any ballads? Pick whatever. All right. You ever heard of Bell X One? I am not familiar at all. All right. So they're an Irish group. You're gonna. They're, they should be commercially available. They're huge okay. in Ireland. Cool. Uh, I want you to play the uh, the heart tugging. The uh, tearjerker, Eve the Apple of My Eye, from their album, Flock. Fantastic. So, uh, if, if you have a soft spot in your heart and you're a little effeminate, this is for you. <laughs> Randy W. Hall, Dandy Classic Music Hour. Thank you so much, buddy. Thanks, Randy. Good to see you again.
Hey everybody, taking a quick break in the action here from the Nashville Rock and Pod Expo. God, a wonderful time was had by everybody from what I could tell. Real quick, I just wanted to let you all know, and just as you all do know, um, that we always, uh, while we are celebrating the Nashville Rock and Pod Expo 2 today, uh, it's just a reminder that I always love hearing from you. 
you can uh, please just email me, thesynaptic1 at gmail.com. And uh, you can also go over to iTunes and leave a five-star, 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 five-star glowing review of this show. Of any shows, honestly. Or you can also now go to Podchaser and you can leave a five-star review over there as well. That would be fantastic. I would love it if you did any of those things. Any of those things would be very welcome. If my producer, Joey Haney, from Rock Strikes 10, who I spent the whole weekend with, if he were here, he would tell you, yes, indeed, this is a five-star show. So please, show some love and give me a five-star rating. iTunes or Podchaser, however, or email, whatever you want to do. I would love to hear from you. The night before Rockin' Pod, there was a pre-party with members of Angel and Tora Tora were there, who I actually was funny because I had seen Tora Tora back in 90 opening for the cult. But in the audience, because he's there evidently in Nashville writing some music, and hopefully you saw the picture on Facebook and probably up on Instagram as well, I got to meet in excess of Andrew Ferris, which for me, that was pretty much worth the entire trip altogether. Literally, I spent six seconds with him. I got to tell him that, you know, it was the fourth concert I ever saw was in excess. Listen, like thieves that I had gotten to meet his brother, Tim and and uh, Michael before the show uh, that night here in Fort Worth. And uh, literally he pulled uh, pulled Kenny Olsen into the picture and he said, you know, whenever I asked, you know, can I get take a picture? He's like, as long as we pull this guy in. And I said, sure, that's great. And uh, <laughs> I went to thank him and he had already turned to talk to Kenny. Uh, but anyway, I would be remiss if I didn't thank Chris Sinzak from Decibel Geek Podcast and pretty much the, uh, you know, the brains behind the Rock and Pod Expo, uh, the whole concept and everything. And, uh, you know, for, for he, he was the one that really kind of orchestrated getting to meet Andrew Ferris from NXS. It wasn't just me being like, oh, hey, look, that's Andrew Ferris. It was him going, hey, he's here. Come here with me. And he grabbed uh, Joey Nola and I. We ran, ran over and uh, got to meet Andrew Ferris. I, had to, I needed to throw him some props there. So thank you, Chris. I greatly, greatly appreciate that. Regardless, I got to meet Andrew Ferris for just a few seconds, so I thought I would commemorate that memory with this. This time, the very first NXS song I ever heard, right here on Transmission 117, live from the Nashville Rock and Pod Expo 2. Say it's true Girl, you know I need you more than any words to win I've seen you before Turn and walk away You say you won't come back It's just a game in a way We are hoping Yes, and we're praying
Nashville Rock and Pod Expo 2, obviously still in Nashville, which is a joke I'm recycling from last year, because uh, it's in it's in the name, so you would imagine it's still here. It says so on the stage. It does. <laughs> it really does. The voice you hear with me here is growing up rocks, uh, Steve Michael. Stephen Michael, yeah. Stephen Michael. I figure, I, I feel close enough I can call you Steve. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Absolutely. You go Stephen, I'll, I'll be proper. <laughs> nah, Steve's good, actually. Have you had a good time today? Yeah, man. How about you? Have you enjoyed yourself? Dude, I've had a great time. Yeah. I've had a great time seeing, uh, seeing a bunch of old faces. And, and it's um, amazing, making, right? Uh, you were here last year. Yep. So you can definitely see the growth, right? Man, it's fantastic. Really, really a, cool. The uh, Nashville Palace is definitely an upgrade from the uh, Music Valley Event Center. Without and, a doubt. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, a lot more people. Yeah. A lot more, you know, just a lot of a lot more energy in the room Late, as a whole. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent, man. It's been an epic day, man. Just really super busy and uh, so many nice people and so many people. Now that Grown Up Rock has been around for uh, a year now for us, people are starting to come and say, "Yeah, you know, I listen to the show and it's very cool." You know, right? So, Rocket, got, man. Have you done any interviews today that you uh, thought particularly went well? Really caught up mostly with, with people. That's about it. Yeah. I'm going to try to wrangle uh, Erie Vaughn for a minute. Okay. I'm hoping. Uh, we actually, uh, I, I got to chat with him a little while ago over at his booth, and we were, uh, he actually re re vividly recalls a show in Dallas. Yeah. The first time I saw dancing. Right. So we were going to chat, I'm hoping to chat him with him about that for a minute. What about you? Did you, uh, yeah, I mean, it was literally nonstop. I signed up for too many things today, and so right. I literally was nonstop. Uh, they, they kept one after the other, one after the other, and I, I mean, literally, I was like, I, I got to go to the bathroom, you right. know? Growing Up Rock's been around for a year. Mm -hmm. tell, uh, tell the friends of the Synaptic Empire 
What's Grown Up Rock all about? If they have not listened to the show, so grown give them a rundown. Grown Up Rock is all about revisiting those childhood uh, teenage memories that revolve around music uh, to try and help you recall why you're a music fan in the first place. Right. We focus mainly on hard rock and metal from the late 70s, 80s, and 90s because that's our growing up, I'm doing quotation marks here, <laughs> My, our growing up rock years because that's when Sonny and I were both in high school. Right. Uh, and so, you know, we talk about those. So we either do an interview episode or we'll do themed episodes and and uh, center it around that, you know. And we want to turn... We want to turn people on to some of that music from the late 70s, 80s, and 90s, but we also want to turn people on to some of the new stuff coming out that is sure. really great, you know? Sure. that's You know, it's been a recurring uh, theme is that, you know, there is still new great rock and music coming out because I, I, I completely negate anybody's opinion that says, well, there's nothing, music sucks today. No. Well, it, all you have to do is just make the tiniest bit of effort yeah. and you can find new stuff so I think that's why podcasting is pretty vital at this point it at is to me I think it is and what's great about podcasting is that we're honestly we're just music fans we're music geeks and there's a reason there's something special about each one of us and why we are music fans everybody likes music I get that you know, nobody right. doesn't like music, but there are different degrees of music fans. My wife, she can kind of take or leave music. She likes books, she likes reading, she likes playing her games on her phone, and that's what she does. I'm a geek. I grew up with music. Music, music helped me through some very important times. And so for me to share some of those stories and memories around that music is great. But what's even better is when you get somebody on the show. And I have Randy or Nola who's over here and go, hey guys, can you tell me, do you remember that specific time that you became a music fan? Was there a band? Was there a song? Was there something you saw on TV? What was it for you that flipped the switch? And I'll talk to an artist and a lot of times you can see it in their eyes and they're literally like they jump in the Bill and Ted um, telephone booth and it takes them right back to that moment in time where they were like, holy, holy shit, I haven't thought about this song in so long. And I remember I was at my high school prom or I was driving right. to the game room after uh, high school or whatever, whatever it is for sure. you, you know? And so I think that that's a really special bond uh, to share with people. Uh, and if I can do that centered around killer music. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like a heavy... I'm sure that you've seen being a music fan. I'm sure you've seen it might get loud. Say that again. Now. It might get loud. The movie with yeah, yeah. With, uh, uh, Jack Page White, and Jackie White, yeah, yeah, or Jackie White, Jack, Jack White, White, yeah, who doesn't give download codes on his LPs. <laughs> That's also a recurring theme today. That sounds like um, bitter party of one. Yeah, it, it is. Right. It is. If I'm spending that much money on one record, I want I want a download code. Yeah. But there's the part in. Uh, in the movie where where Jimmy Page is in, you're in his his music room, uh-huh. and he pulls out that one seven inch single, and he's like, "This is what did it," and he puts it on, 
and you see like that guy's face light up. That's it. So that's that spark you're talking about. That's what growing up rock really is all about. Now we don't obviously capture that spark every episode. We like to just have fun and we'll talk about themes. We read a couple episodes, I don't know, I push a button and then I'm on to the next episode, but a few weeks back we did an episode and we revisited the uh, PMRC Filthy 15. Right. And it was fun to go back and just look at the list and look what was on it and go, should it have been on it? Should it not have been on it? Right. Uh, what 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 today should be on that list? Right. You know, and we had and we had that whole talk and we played the the D Snyder, uh, you know, congressional uh, hearing part. And, you know, just it was fun. Right. You know, and a lot of people identified with that because they can remember when that whole thing was going down, you know. Right. Well, and what's kind of funny is that so much of that Filthy 15 is now just woven into our culture now. Oh, and nobody can even imagine those songs being dirty. No. You know? I mean, there were a couple of them that's like, okay, that's an obvious choice for the list. But there were a couple of them that I was like, okay, I don't get it. Like, one of them was Def Leppard Tie and Dry. Right. And I'm like, okay, I don't get it. They cited drug abuse and alcoholism, but if you listen to the lyrics, I read the lyrics, and I'm like, I, I still don't get it. Right. You know? Uh, okay. I guess Tipper's more more intuitive than you. I think they needed the popular <laughs> band at that time to pick on, and some of the bands on that list are popular bands at the time. Right. Uh, but she's, you know, she's, pick, she's holding up a copy of Pyromania, but she's talking about a song that was on High and Dry, and it's like... Okay, you're a moron. Yeah. And it actually ended up helping those bands at the time. Oh, yeah. Hugely. Oh, yeah. I, I worked retail for many years after when the... Uh, Me too. Yeah, that explicit lyrics was like basically a, a badge of, oh, I need to buy that. Oh, wait, this doesn't have explicit? I don't need to buy this. I, I, had, I worked for record distribution for a lot of years, and I had friends within the industry at the labels and stuff that used to tell me stories how the bands would literally be fighting over the fact that they didn't get a sticker like they'd be pissed like Donny right. Osmond went to went to battle because he wanted a sticker on his album right because it literally was the difference in tens of thousands of albums being sold for this sticker sure I can buy that yeah yeah that's I crazy did. I did <laughs> yeah exactly awesome <clears throat> Stephen Michael of Growing Up Rock, thank you for being on. You get to pick one song for the show. It can be whatever song if you want to continue with the theme. Is it the you know a song from the, the time frame that, that turned you on? Is it a some is it something new? Whatever, just pick one song. Well, I just here on the I show. just talked about the Filthy Fifteen, so I think we should uh, we should do uh, a little Prince and let's do Darling Nikki. Darling Nikki, Prince, I like it. See, Michael, thanks so much. It was great seeing you again. Have a good day. Thanks, Randy. She was a sex fiend I met her in a hotel lobby Masturbating with a magazine She said, how'd you like to waste some time And I could not resist When I saw little Nikki grind 
my eyes She had so many vices and everything and money could buy She said, sign your name on the dotted line The lights went out and Nikki started to cry Can't tell you what you did to me, but my body will never be the same. Oh, I'm laughing, will you kick your behind? Oh, just show you no mercy, but just shout now, shout now, shout your Back home again here in Fort Worth, Texas. Now, I did have a fun trip back in which uh, Southwest did lose my luggage. Uh, thank you very much, Southwest. They did finally eventually find it, and uh, that was very nice of them to find it. Fortunately, I did not uh, put my sleep LP in there that uh, Nola Haney, the wife of Rock Strikes 10, Joey Haney, obviously, I'm sure you've heard her on the show, she was gracious enough that uh, she ran over to Third Man for me that morning because they were releasing the new Sleep 12-inch for Leagues Beneath, and you could only get like the really cool aquamarine version uh, of the record, which we're going to hear next week. We're going to hear that on the next episode of 
the Synaptic Empire. The next uh, audio transmission, 118, so that uh, that should whet your appetite for that. Um, but I had to go ahead and record it again because Third Man still doesn't give download codes. Give download codes, kids. You're gonna you're gonna put out an LP. You're gonna put out a vinyl. Which let's all remember that the plural of vinyl is vinyl. It is not vinyls, and it is not a vinyl. It's just vinyl, or a record, or an LP, something like that. But never, <laughs> never vinyls or a vinyl. It's uh, just a little little note for me here. Your old friend Randy Brown here with the Synaptic Empire. I would like to thank those who stopped by to chat with me. That was, uh, that was very gracious people. Uh, Craig from Pods and Sods. Uh, BJ Cramp from Rock and or Roll. John Lamoureux of the, the Hustle Podcast. Stephen Michael of Growing Up Rock. And our good friend and namesake Randy Hall from That Dandy Classic Music Hour. And I didn't get to talk to as many people this year as I had hoped. Actually, there were a couple times I found myself without turning on the mic. I sat there and chatted with, with uh, the guys from Lipstick. Uh, for a bit completely spaced turning on the mic and uh, and just chatting with them we just shot the breeze for a while and then uh, they wrapped up and I believe they're going to be on Rock Strikes 10 so you can tune in and hear those guys there and uh, I should have had them on my many 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 apologies to Greg with lipstick you guys were very awesome very nice as always you can join me out in the cyber world the synaptic empire on facebook the Synaptic Empire on Twitter, or at the Synaptic Empire on Twitter. You can email me thesynaptic1 at gmail.com. You can find me over at thesynaptic.com where I will occasionally, and I do mean very occasionally, blog. I am uh, threatening, and I'm going to talk about that here in just a second. I am threatening to try to do some more audio content uh, just for everybody. Just for everybody. Uh, and hopefully maybe get a Patreon page up possibly but you know never tell anybody your plans because then when they don't uh, follow through then you look like a jerk and an idiot so don't, don't hold me to those don't hold me to those two things uh you can also go to instagram where it's the synaptic empire on instagram as well as always i'd like to thank my cnjradio.com family for giving me this time to spend with you this week and i'm going to leave you with this i know that i have played danzig in the past and there is a tie-in Another time in which I had a mic in front of me, I got to meet Erie Vaughn from Danzig. He was out at the expo, and he had a, a large table spread out. Uh, I got to chat with him for a couple minutes. I had actually met him almost exactly 28 years ago to the day of the, of the expo. The expo was on August 25th. I met him August 27th, 1990. When Danzig, Soundgarden, and Warrior Soul played Dallas at the Arcadia Theater. Now this coincided with, for those of you in Texas probably already know this, that was the day that Stevie Ray Vaughan died. And I actually brought that up. I, I told Erie, I said, hey, you know, I, I met you at the Arcadia on the day that Stevie Ray died. And he fully remembered the show and he remembered it as a really terrible day. Uh, you know, which you, you never know. You never under, You never know what people are into. And I thought that was... Uh, I thought that was kind of cool and a little surprising that Erie Vaughn of, you know, Sam Hain and Danzig fame was, was a Stevie Ray Vaughn fan. And evidently that was a, a terrible day all around as a, as my friend Kelly Truillo actually recalled whenever I posted the ticket a couple days ago, 
Uh, she was working at the Arcadia at the time, and she said that was a terrible, terrible effed up day. So I have no idea what all was going on at the venue uh, whenever the news had hit, uh, especially being in Dallas and being, uh, being a music venue in Dallas. Pretty crazy. But all of that to tie in and say, you know, I'm hoping to do some audio content with uh, doing some like old show memories and stuff like that. Because fortunately, I didn't drink through, good Lord, most of the time I've been going to shows, I wasn't drinking. So all of it's still fairly crystal clear. And uh, I have kept, I would say, at least 90 to 95% of all of the stuff I've ever bought at a show. And I'm hoping to scan that all in and you know tie that in with the blog and do uh do some show stories and and uh, some other audio content as well but all of that to say this is danzig this is the very first song i ever heard by danzig uh actually about three days before going to the show because i was really going to see soundgarden and uh i needed to know what danzig sounded like before going i was like well i'm gonna i'll just pick something up and i picked up the Her Black Wings 777 cassette single. So I got that. So I knew two songs. I knew two Danzig songs. I knew Soundgarden Louder Than Love. And I knew uh, Danzig, Her Black Wings and 777. <laughs> uh, Danzig completely blew me away. Absolutely blew me away that night. So I'm going to leave you with this. I'm going to see you all very, very soon. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed my coverage from... Rock and Pod Expo 2. I will see you very soon. Thanks. Black is so the black, talk of the night. Come to me, my bleeding light. See, she comes, she comes now. Enter oblivion.
she come, black of them bitch, have to make this falling bitch. All I want, all I crave, even is cause. The Synaptic Radio is brought to you by the Synaptic Empire in conjunction with cnjradio.com.